There it is. Tuesday morning on the middle. That's that sound, Barrett. The nose. We're on. We're on for the next two hours. Talking football as we are, are in wild card week. And I hope that wasn't my phone. If it was, I apologize. Got to turn that off. Uh, wild card week is upon us. We had a big national championship game last night that I know Huge. you were dialed into, as was I. And uh, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I was paying attention a little bit to Twitter last night during that game, especially during the first half. And you would have thought that that was just, just the worst display of football on the face of the earth with the way people were reacting to the fact that it was all field goals. You know, never mind the fact that you had some of the greatest defensive players in the nation running around making plays all over the place last night in that game. Beautiful, man. And if you can't appreciate that, then I got nothing for you. And then, of course, the offense has finally got, you know, some stuff going in the second half and it ended up being, you know, a more normal, uh, you know, type of scoring. At least they got up around 50 points and everything. And I guess everybody was happy. But, my God, that's why I don't go on Twitter during games typically because I can't stand – seeing the minute by minute reaction that people feel that they're forced to make. You know, yeah, I see like, Joey B seriously. like my boy Joy Bay. Look at my Joy, my boy Joy B. He says it was a snoozer until the fourth quarter. Okay, good. There was nothing about that right. was a snoozer. Listen, I'm a guy that goes to bed at <laughs> nine o'clock on a routine basis. There was nothing snooze worthy about that game last night. Oh, it was amazing. I didn't even take a nap in the afternoon to get ready for that. <laughs> seriously. I mean, you're watching the Kobe Dean and this guy, this Christian Harris guy was all over the field. Unblocked. I, I thought there were three of them on, right. on Alabama's defense. <laughs> he was making plays all over the place. I think he had three sacks. I mean, he, I mean, it was just it was it was great to watch. I'm, a, I'm sad that the kid Williams got hurt. I never like to see that. Never. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure that affected Alabama's you know ability to really kind of try to break the game open. It was funny that the halftime interview uh with Saban you know he was asked like what are you gonna do and he's like he just kind of like laughed a little bit like hey we got other guys on this team they're gonna have to step up and make plays (laughs) like like I got other fours and five stars now they're gonna get a chance to show me something right because I'm I'm, I look on our um our lads and and, and I try to find out um you know at least the two deep and I'm looking I'm looking and I'm like 84 Hall what is he gonna do he turns out that He's just as good as the guy that got left out of the game. I'm like, come on, these guys are amazing. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Holding, oh, yeah. you know Holden, they just, yeah. they just, they just pull them out the ranks, man. Just you know, yep. all right, there's just a factory. All right, you're down to all right. It's your turn. Yeah, you, you, you're my next first rounder. And you know, if you talk about a snoozer, at any point, if the NFL said, all right, you can go go straight from college to the NFL. I mean, straight not straight from college, but straight from high school to the NFL. Mm-hmm. You could have had a draft right there and did the whole first round um, right then. All those players on the field, just about all of them will be first rounders, second yeah. rounders, third rounders. That's how good the talent pool was. I mean, look at um, – Yeah, it's you know, ridiculous. We, we, we talked about Bowers yesterday. Oh, the tight was, end from Georgia. Yeah. He's a so freshman. Was, this dude is straight off a of high school football yeah. field, you know what I'm saying, like what, yeah. 12 months ago? And look right. at where he's playing now. I know. That's know, ridiculous. Incredible. Guy's he could have went straight to the league. I'd have put him right beside um uh Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, whoever. Right. right. I'll take him over them. You know what I'm saying? That's how good he is. Right, right. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And you see uh, some of those other guys on defense, that Toa Toa guy, man, he's a maniac. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Just give me one of those linebackers. I know that's what I'm saying, Barrett. I, I think that's where we come to a conclusion that if the Eagles do not end up with either Dean Harris or Lloyd from Utah, it's a failure in the first round with three draft picks in that first round. Honestly, if they don't exactly. get one of those guys, I don't know what they're doing. They, they they're just not doing their homework. Yeah. I mean, everybody on that field, man, on yeah. the defensive side of the ball on both teams. Anderson for Alabama is incredible, too. 30, 31, I see on the Joey B saying, no, that, that 31. Yeah, that's Anderson. He's, he's the number one. He's the number one kid in the nation. Yeah. Number yeah. one in the nation. Yeah. Bar none. He yep. was unblocked. There were times that he went scot-free and nobody could touch him. Right. It seemed like there were just different guys coming from all different areas on every other play in that game on both sides of the ball. Like they were sending guys at the quarterback left and right. And, uh, you know, credit to Stetson Bennett. I'll tell you that kid, he's an unheralded kid. What a story. And if all the people saying that there's going to be eventually a movie about Stetson Bennett, I think it's already in the works (laughs) because it's an incredible story. They only had three offers. We talked about this the other day coming out of high school and they were from like UMass, uh, Samford, who's a division one double a school and Kent State, I think, was his biggest and best offer. And he wanted to go to Georgia all his life. So he walks on and then eventually leaves to go to JUCO just to start playing a little bit while he's waiting his time at Georgia. Comes back, they give him a scholarship, and he's buried on the depth chart. Doesn't matter. He works his way up and becomes the starter and wins a national championship, He's beating four and five guy. star kids from right. Alabama. I mean, you couldn't write a better script than this. What's the, what's the what's the um the kid from Temple, the quarterback from Temple? Mathis. Mathis was starting in front of him. Right, right. He's, and, he and, was like a four or five star recruit. Yeah, and then yeah. the kid that, that left and went to um, I guess he he left and went up uh went up north to Wake Forest. Newman. Okay, yeah. Newman was in front of him. Right, right. He said, you know what? I'm just going to make this happen. I'm going to bide my time, go out there, and just ball out. Yeah. And and that's what he did, man. And he, you and he see looked, the emotion, man. He looked, oh, yeah, after that, like, when they realized that, you know, they had the two-score lead and it was basically over. Um, although, you know, the, Kirby Smart was trying to get that linebacker to, to go down instead of running in for the <laughs> touchdown. Because then we had to have Alabama, you know, bleed all their timeouts. And, you know, it was just. Uh, foregone conclusion but yeah you could see Bet- Bennett was just he, you know it finally hit him on the sidelines where he just starts welling up with tears and he's running around you know hugging everybody on the team he's hugging managers he's hugging water boys it it didn't even matter but my goodness what <laughs> what a story and he was scared to death in the first two series of that game oh yeah he almost fumbled you remember when he fumbled and the ball kind of came right back up to him exactly you know, oh, very fumbled. fortunate there. I mean, and even you know, in the fourth quarter, yeah, the, the sack fumble, right? I'm like I, I thought he was done there. I yeah, thought and was, I thought that was a bad call. I mean, I thought I, it was a pass. Yeah, I thought he his arm was going forward enough where that was an incomplete Me pass. Too. Me and, too. And you know these these uh, officials, I guess they were from the ACC. They love calling intentional grounding, man. They were looking for some damn intentional grounding all over the field. I, you know, how is it intentional grounding if your wide receiver stops running his route? Exactly. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like he's exactly. throwing it to a spot there. The wide receiver just gives up on the play. The ball goes sailing in the, you know, in the green turf, and they call intentional grounding. Unbelievable, no, no. man. But they anyway, were just they trying to. They, they tried their best to be the stars in the show, didn't they? 
I they did. wanted more. Yeah. They made, oh, yeah. they wanted more airtime than the players. That that guy that guy got a lot of FaceTime. That, yeah, head, he that head official, man. <laughs> I'll tell you. But I, I thought it was pretty darn entertaining. I stayed all the way up till midnight. I even watched some of the post game, you know, on the field interviews with the coaches and the quarterback and so forth. Yeah, uh, I went to Chicken Peach to watch the game with my son. And uh and Mike Mulhern, my uh producer. Oh yeah, Mikey Moss. Yeah, Mikey Moss. So we're sitting there watching the game, man, and my, my phone just checks. Mm-hmm. So then I get up this morning after I plugged it in, I, you know, I woke up the next morning, get the, I get all these texts from you. I'm like, oh damn, the end game analysis yeah. right. I was there. sending you those texts and I'm not getting any responses. I'm getting ghosted. And I'm like, that son of a bitch. I thought he'd be watching this game and we could go back and forth <laughs> talk football. And then I get a text this morning. Oh, sorry, man, my phone died. Man, my phone died, man. I didn't plug it up, man. And 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 I, I'm just sitting there with no phone. But I, I mean, I was I was mesmerizing the game. And to watch a game at Chickie and Pete's, I'll never do it again. No, no. Now we might get an endorsement here. This might be an advertiser for the show going forward. And well, you're sitting here ripping them. I'm not ripping them. You I mean, said you'd never watch a game there again. Huh? It's I can't because I can't watch football there because I'm I'm trying to break the game down. I'm I'm I. I I think too analytical. I'm looking at it, you know, and I'm trying to break the game down. I hear these yahoos in the background, you know, go dogs. Right, right. I'm like, come on, man. Come on now. Let me think, man. Let me think. So, you know, it, it, it was tough for me to really sit down and really analyze what's going on. And plus, I don't like the fact that you could hear the game officials. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to hear the game officials. I mean, uh, the game um, guys doing the game. I don't want to hear Kirk Herb Street and those guys. I yeah, want, I want well, I didn't even listen to him, Barrett. I, I, <laughs> I had the game on so low that I didn't even want to hear the announcers. Exactly. I, I can't stand Chris Fowler, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I'm out on him. And uh, there's a very s- small list of broadcasters that I'll listen to, and he's not on it. Right. Um, right so right. I'm, I was out on that. I didn't really care. I didn't need their analysis. I'm watching the game. And, and to be honest with you, when you turn it up, they seem to have the mics in the crowd on and on the sidelines yes. so loud that you almost can't hear what they're saying anyway. Exactly. 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 You know, and, you know, I, I saw in the fourth quarter, you know, the young kid throws up the double bird. I'm like, oh, <laughs> and they stayed on it too long. They panned on it too long. You know, little things like that, man, that I'm, I'm watching. I'm like, I, I can't do this, man. I, I got to watch it inside. Yeah, um, well, it's you know, hard to watch it at a bar place. and try yeah. to dial in. I, I, right, you know, that's, right. You know, that's why I stay home, Barrett. Well, see, I should have stayed home, but I was like, you know what? Let me go with Mikey Mulhern, you know, and 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 sit down and watch a game with him. Well, what did you son. eat over there? I had the uh, the lobster tails and the um, crab fries. Okay, you got to have the crab fries. That's you got to, you got to. It's a you requirement. Know, yeah, Mulhern had the wings. Oh yeah. Um, my son had. The clams. He had twenty four clams and uh and some wings. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just had the three lobster, little lobster tails. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was pretty good, man. Had me about probably about six crown and cokes. Six. Yes. Oh, good man. Now, were you getting <laughs> a good pour there, or was it like the no? The it wasn't a good pour. pour. It wasn't a good pour because you know what? I I I didn't do um I I didn't do my normal. You know, what I'm saying and go you know go talk to. You know, Pete, the owner. Yeah, Pete I didn't Chiraki. do it this time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't do it this time. You know, I said, you know what? I'm paying for this meal. I'm paying for everything this time because you know uh-huh. he'll usually throw it to me for free, man. Since I do so much stuff for him, right? He likes to do stuff for me for free. So I said, you know what I'm doing? I'm I'm a I'm a patronize this 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 place today, and that's okay. exactly what I did. 
right. You know what I mean? I paid for the whole bill. I even had Mulhern. I even paid for Mulhern. Of course, you know I was paying for my son, but I paid for Mulhern also. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, he's so. not making that Barrett Brooks jack, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, Joey B says, uh, Bryce Young, not an NFL quarterback. Thoughts? What? I'm like, huh? Is he, is, he's better both Tua are, and Hurts. Are you hers. kidding me? Like, what are you watching, <laughs> Joey, with all due respect? I mean, him and the kid from Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, I think are both going to be really good. They're both going to be very, very good. They can good. both sling it. They can both move around. They get the functional mobility. You know, they rely on their arm first. They're not looking to run. Um, Did you see some of the passing made? They got great instincts, both oh, of them. Oh, great. Yeah. They know where their guys are going to be at in the play, on the play. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 that and last touchdown. He that took last some... touchdown was incredible, man. Yeah, he took some hits last yeah. night. Yeah. He's running outside the pocket. Yeah. They're running a scramble drill, but he knows exactly where his tight end is going to be. On the play. Right. And right as he getting taken down by Dean, he throws it across his body and hits the tight end with a dart. Right. Was that, right that in the middle Leto, of his Leto, Leto kid? Or another good tight end. This was, yeah, it was Leto or something. Th- that kid, the first game of the year, he played for he was there for like two years and he hadn't caught a t- he hadn't caught a um pass. Right. And his first pass is a touchdown. Latu. 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 Yeah. Latu. Cameron Latu. <laughs> From that point on, he became an all-star. I can't believe, man, how many first-rounders I, I, I saw on the field today, man. Yeah, well, you got – I mean, there's guys on that team that you see, you know, like number 19 for Alabama. I forget it. Was it Billingsley? He was a kid that was a freshman in the championship game two years ago that looked like he was going to be a star. Now he's, like, buried on the depth chart. You watch that guy gets drafted in the middle rounds and becomes a player. Like, <laughs> exactly. Alabama, you're just like, where was that guy? I don't even remember him playing that much. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, he just he just went down the depth chart, man. You know, guys that, you know – I mean, because I mean, look at the running back, man. Uh, Brian Robinson. Robinson Jr. Oh, I love that. He does not go down. Bro, they could not tackle him. No, they can't tackle. This is the best defense in the league, and they could not tackle him. He's just yeah. stiff arm is going. Yeah, and you go up high on him, forget it. He'll just carry you for six yards. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seriously, he, he doesn't care about first contact, man. He's no, just screw uh-uh. it. No, uh-uh. And he and always falls at, forward. And then you look at the other side, um, the other sideline. Look at those two running backs, White and Zemir Cook. Zamir White and Cook, yeah. You know, Cook, yeah. is, uh, his, his older brother's playing for – Minnesota right now. I mean, come mm-hmm. on, man. Look at the talent. You know, both those guys will get drafted. Um, you know, Jermaine Burton, bro, he's just a sophomore. Uh-huh. He's fast, explosive. Right. They were holding him all day, man. They couldn't handle oh, his, uh, his speed, man. I know. His double moves were imp- impeccable, man. You and know, because Pickens made the one big play. Oh. Unbelievable. They finally got loose to him. You know, you, Bennett, you know. He, he threw a pretty good deep ball last night. He hit yes, on a couple did. of big ones, man. Yes, he did. You and know? what if um what if it was like the NFL where you know what I'm saying you you um he 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 straight they straight tackled they straight tackled that kid on that play, man. You know the wide receiver Burton. Oh, he yeah. had to tackle him. That double move was like because he ran it. He ran it like he was going to run a comeback. Oh yeah, they, he they stuttered. got the pass interference on. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Now, if that yeah, was the NFL, yeah. it had been right there, but it was just 15 yards. But he right. had to. He had to do it because he shook him. He shook him out of his, his boots. Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, he had the, to tackle. The quarterback knew he was dead. He was, oh, dead. yeah. He just grabbed the jersey and just got smart by him. him. Yeah. I ain't mad. He knew it when he did it. He got up like, man, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> just don't give me 15. Just as long yeah. as it's not six. 
Now, I'll take the 15-yard penalty, but he shook me. That was amazing, yeah. man, how he ran that route. And then he uh, crossed his face, too. If I'm thinking, like, man, George is killing themselves with penalties here. Yeah. You know, how are they going <laughs> to like, – it just seemed like they were always – like first and 15, second and, you know, second and 12. They Like they were behind the sticks a lot. Right, right. Putting right. a lot of pressure on that quarterback to make a play. Man, they, they, up with they 10 couldn't penalties. block them. They no. couldn't block anybody up front. No. Nobody. I mean, it, it seems as though it seems as though um, Harris was in the backfield high-fiving Anderson mm-hmm. every other play. I know. Every other Meet play. Meet me at the quarterback, Barrett. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the blitzes that they had weren't really blitzes. They just beat them off the ball. I, I tell you what, man. If we don't get at least one of those linebackers on either side, on either side. Well, and I put Lloyd in there, too, from Utah. Put him oh, in yeah, there and Lloyd next. in there from Utah. One of those exactly. three guys. Just give me one of them. Not all three of them are going to be drafted by pick number 15. Yeah, we got, we're going to have to look at another mock draft now that the college football season's over because that Christian Harris kid – he really opened my eyes in the in these playoffs, man. He, no he's, question. He's unreal. And you know, all of them look like stallions out there, man. All of them look all ripped up and 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 and, and ready to just run straight through people. Yeah, bro. they look pissed off. Right. Like they all play <laughs> like I want guys to play. Like they're pissed off. I'm gonna rip your throat out. Exactly. Exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make you pay every time I hit you. Yeah, they were just like shot out of a cannon every play. <laughs> They really all could run. Something to see. Unbelievable, man. Really so good. This should be a no-brainer for Howie. This should be the best draft of Howie's career because he had he he could pick. There's 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 three or four different linebackers that were playing in that game that mm-hmm. he could pick from, and we'll all be happy. Right. We'll all be happy. And then Lloyd from um, if they pick up Lloyd from from Utah, I'll be happy with that. Right. This is not a hard draft. It's not. I agree. We have exactly what we need. We don't need a quarterback. Let's go get somebody on the defense. Two or three guys on the defensive side of the ball. Give me one of those safeties from from um, from Georgia. I'll take one of them. Yeah, give that me one scene of the receivers. Kid. How about that scene kid number sixteen? Told, that's what I told you, man. Yeah. That's why. That's why I knew that this game was going to be closer because those two didn't play well in the first game. He made a bunch of plays last. Oh night. yeah, yeah. You know, because I mean, he owed. You know. 16 scene, he he owed them a, a, a great game. He definitely owed them a great game, man, because he played like 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 a donkey the last game. Mm-hmm. He did nothing. You know what I'm saying? He got beat over the top, and he wasn't the deepest man. So he came back with a vengeance today and played his butt off last night. Smith also. It. So I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this year's draft now for the first time. Yeah, you know me I mean? too. Uh, now, what was Mikey Malls? What was his impression of the game? First of all, did he bet the game? No. Because I had Georgia plus or minus two and a half. Yeah, he bet the game. Of course yeah. he did. He went He went the same with Georgia also. All right. He went Georgia. Because I was really worried there that we were going to get a two-point final. And I'm gonna they're going to win the game outright but lose the bet. And then we got that pick six. I'm like, yeah, Kirby Smart's like, go down, go down, yeah, yeah. go down, go down. That kid's just like, man. he's like, no, forget it. This is the national championship, bro. I'm doing a pick six. This is my time. Right. <laughs> Let me be. <laughs> exactly right. It's so funny because Smart, Smart is really in, invested in the game in every play. I mean, he's emotionally like, he's crazy. 
And he's just doing that all the way up the field. Go down, go down, go down. As soon as the kid scores and the kid comes over to him, he's like, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he tells him, he, t- he was he was saying, uh, he came, when he came to the side, you could tell he said, I said go down on the play. But I'm glad you grabbed me. I'm glad you didn't. Right, right. <laughs> and how about that kid, man? He he wasn't even a starter. Ringo? No. Ringo, yeah. He wasn't even a starter. No. That is crazy, man. They could just put them out like that, man. That's a factory, man. I like before the game when they were coming through the tunnel. Yeah, dude, I was charged up by both teams, man. I was charged up, man. Just, just watching those Georgia helmets walk through, man. Uh huh. That was unbelievable, bro. Yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. When they're waiting to go out on the field, uh-huh. you look back there and they just you, they just pan and see all those Georgia helmets. It's all that like, shiny red. Yeah, that's big time, man. That's it big is. time. It is theatrics, big time. You know, so Espen knew what they were doing with that game. Unbelievable, and uh. What was that? Uh, what was that? What Alabama was saying? What do you mean? When they were going out, like, every time he, some guy would yell, and they go, "Shoo!" I was like, oh, oh, "I don't know. I'm, I missed I'm that." Hype. Oh, you guys, man, you should have saw that man at the beginning of the game when they're walking down the tunnel, uh-huh. going out just before they go out to the field and they're waiting. One guy would yell, "Ah!" And they all, all of them, one time, say, "Shoo!" I'm like, man, I'm hype. I'm ready to go run through a brick wall. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready to just tear chicken and pizza up, man. That's how just, hyped I was going to Just this do game. that periodically throughout the show today. <laughs> people people love that. Oh, man. It was unbelievable, man. It's okay. That's one of the best games I've seen in a long time, man. Yeah. In a long time. Yeah. Oh, here, here we go. Bryce Young is a bargain bin Jalen Hurts. Okay. Who said that? I, I, I don't know what to do with people. Maybe I should just like <laughs> on, shut John. the stream down today. Come Seriously, on, John. Jesus. Right now in his career, he's better than both Hurts and Tua. Right now, yeah. At their at this point in their career, that sounds like a guy who lost a bet. That's what that sounds like. <laughs> you know, I'm getting all these texts. I'm all these, I'm all these these damn group texts. I can't stand them. Right. And you can't pull yourself off of them. So I just mute them notifications. So, you know, these 10 guys aren't buzzing every two seconds. And I got and I got to see, this quarterback stinks. You know, right. he made one bad pass in the first <laughs> quarter. And he stinks. I'm like, oh, it's just stop. Mo, Mohern turned to me, um, Mohern turned to me, uh, like, halfway through the third quarter. Man, they need to bench Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Seriously. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. So, yeah. so it took him a while the... to settle in. I'll right, right. That. So halfway through the fourth, he turns around and says to me, "See, that's why I'm producer. Yes. <laughs> Not a coach." <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, well, hey, so hey, I'm gonna I'm I'm say this, man. How we better get this right, man? You know, because I know, you know, and because I'm looking, I'm looking, you know, on, on the stream right now, Shizzle Flex. You're right, man. That that might have the best ready to draft until Howie takes two offensive linemen and a D. <laughs> I'll be so oh, pissed. Dude. Yeah, here, here they go. They're gonna take um, they're gonna take two offensive linemen and a defensive uh, lineman from USC. I'll be so pissed. I man. see. I see that on one of these mock drafts I just looked up here. They no. got the, Yeah. Uh, do you want to, Do you want to hear the bad news? Yeah. Give it to me right now, man. Because. This is not like um, McShay's mock that we went through this past week, where we were like, "Yeah, bring it. I'll take any. I'll take those three picks. This is not good." Uh, they got Thibodeau going first to Jacksonville, then a surprise: Kenny Pickett, number two overall to Detroit. What? 
Yeah. Um, wow. Hutchinson, Karloftis, Giants get Evan Neal, the offensive tackle from Bama. Uh-huh. Malik Willis to the Panthers, Stingley to the Jets. Those are consistent. Jermaine Johnson, Ahmad Gardner to the uh, Washington football team. Sam Howell to the Falcons. But we go down here to the Eagles' first pick, which is the Miami pick, I believe. Mm-hmm. That's 15, right? 14 they got. 14? Oh, okay. It's even better. Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. I like that. All right, I'm okay with that. I like that. Yes, I like the, that. He's the, this, he's yeah, this this order is not correct. They they got to right. update this um, because they got back to back picks right now mm-hmm. with their uh, with the Miami pick and the Indianapolis pick. Okay, but their next player that they have the Eagles taking Drake Jackson, defensive end, USC. Your thoughts? No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. I don't want that. I don't want I don't need that. I don't like him. Um we need to go in a different direction. Trent McDuffie, cornerback from University of Washington with the third pick. No, I don't need that either. I would not be happy. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and we like to go there and draft out west also. I don't want to draft out I west. Know. I want to draft no draft down in the south, draft in the SEC, bro. Yep. Yeah, you know, there's no need to take the jet all the way out to the West no. Coast, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Okay, just take the train down south. I don't care what you do, man. Just go down south, draft the SEC. Yeah. And I ain't even talking about the Big 12. Draft the SEC. It ain't that hard. No, not at it all. It really isn't. I mean, you, really you're going to pass all you're going to pass up all these great players that we just watched on Monday night and go somewhere where they only play football right out there, man. Now this draft no way. that's the same depth. team. Hold on, that's the same team that lost to the Grizzly, Montana. And you trying to pick a guy from there? Montana FCS school beat um Washington this year. Oh, University of Washington. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're gonna draft right. a cornerback from there. Yeah, Come on, yeah they man. fired their coach. Yeah, exactly. Their coach left. As they should. Now this mock has Devin Lloyd going in the second round. Well, whose draft is that? It's Walter Football. It's just oh, okay. one of the pretty it's one, yeah. It's one of the ones that I check every now yeah, and then. Yeah, pretty. I'm not, I don't swear by any of these, right? You know, but um, it's just interesting. Carson Strong going to Seattle in the second round. Oh, Carson Strong is not making it out of the first round. Yeah, I see Pittsburgh yeah. getting somebody like Carson Strong. Yeah, or uh, the kid from Pittsburgh. I mean, pick you it, know, pick it. Yeah, pick it'll pick it'll just pack up his locker. And walk out the front door there because it's the same building as the uh, yep. Panthers. He'll just walk right next door, you know what I'm saying, and put this shit in his locker. Man. Now this right uh, this has a, the Eagles taking a linebacker in the second round though, Barrett. Who? Brandon Smith, Penn State. He's pretty good, but I don't know if he's he. I, he's more of a defensive end type of player though. Hmm. He's not a linebacker S. I think he's a 3-4 type of linebacker. Hmm. You know, a team like Pittsburgh. More of a uh, Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. A pass rushing. Yeah. Guy. Well, we got oh, some. You know what? Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I have to say this because my mom's probably listening. Um, oh. Happy birthday to my brother. Oh. Yeah, my my, my middle brother, the prodigal oh, child. Yeah, Your the, middle brother. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns fan. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Today's his birthday. Oh, so, so. he's the prodigal son. Yes, of course, bro. He, oh, okay. Dude, when we were growing up, you know, he was really, really skinny and had a bunch of mouth, man. There were so many days that I used to have to fight for him, uh-huh. you know, and get in trouble because of him because he's uh-huh. running his mouth so much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, I remember one time he goes up, he picks a fight with this dude right up the street. And the dude's like five years older than him. And he's like, you know, maybe two or three years older than me. Right. And uh, he says something to my brother. So I, I think in my head, okay, then who do I want to fight? I want to fight this dude that's older than me and bigger than me, or do I want to go home and fight my mom? Mm-hmm. You know what? Enough said. So I went and whooped his tail. Yeah. And um, I ended up knocking out a couple of his teeth. Jesus. And, and, his, and the police came to my house and said, what did I hit him with? So I ain't hit him with nothing but my fist. No, you had to hit this guy with something. I'm like, no, I was fighting for my life. He didn't understand. When I when I got home and my brother told on me and said that I didn't uh, help him, it had been a, 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 a much worse story that came right. about myself. So I'm not I'm not gonna let that happen. Wow. You know so, so so like were your were your your knuckles all busted up? Oh yeah. Like oh, you yeah. could show the you could show the cop. No, the dude is right here. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Right. Because <laughs> the neighbor opened the door, it's like, what just happened? All I heard was a pop. <laughs> wow. So your brother, your brother's mouth is writing checks that you had to cash. All day, all day. Okay. He had his he had fair share of deposits that he had me go out there and pick up. Nice. I'm so yeah, man. So him being a Cleveland Browns fan, it is it's I mean, it, it it's it's just what you know, it's just what he is, bro. You know okay. what I'm saying? He's 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 a contrarian. He, he uh-huh. How he old is he today? Uh Shoot, how old is my brother? He's two years younger than me. He, you know, he's forty. He's forty-eight. He's oh, okay. 48. Well, happy forty-eighth yep. birthday. Yeah, he's forty-eight. To now, the man. biggest Cleveland Brown fan that listens to this show. That's his. Yeah, is his problem, man. Although All we right. do have a bunch of, uh, we do have a bunch of Dallas fans in here. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know. They are on the stream thick today. Too. Is Angry Al here? Is he, is he? Present? He started. He started the show off. Oh, he today started the show too? off. Yeah, he started. I know he was in here yesterday very early. Yeah, he started to show off, man. And then, mm. you know, we got a couple of people there. I, I forget what his name is. He turns around and says, uh, oh, guys, uh, I hope you didn't forget that we swept the division. Yeah, yeah, we. You, yes, you did. Yes, you did. You did. You swept it. No, All look, right. Tifa Tuna, no, we won't, We don't want Draven. That's my captain again. He calls me early this morning. Hey, man, did your stuff come in yet? You uh-huh. know it's going to be about 15 and 16 degrees out there. <laughs> so well, like, yeah, you're on. going fishing this weekend. It's going to be very cold on Saturday. On yes, yeah. So if it's fifteen, it's fifteen or sixteen degrees. That means it's going to be like below zero on the boat on that water, man. It feels like Green Bay out outside my house right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. literally, like it's like the frozen tundra. I let my dogs out. They went out, did their business, and I promise you, they were back in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Usually, they take a while, go around, you know. You know, survey the yard, make sure everything's good in the yard. No, not today. They went out there, did their business, right back at the door. Right. <laughs> right back at the door. You know, my, my dog knows how to open the door. He opens the door and uh, walks right back in. <laughs> I had to go lock, uh, close the door again, man, because he said it's too cold out there. He looked at me like, man, shh. Is that okay. right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm staying out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you got to get get out tonight. You're looking for a place to go tonight. You go to the Neck of the Woods Brewing Company starting at six o'clock tonight. 
Neck of the Woods Brewing is uh, right behind Total Turf over there in Pittman, New Jersey. Yes. 614 Lambs Road, number seven in Pittman, New Jersey. Krause's Coats will be collecting slightly worn coats and jackets. And there's going to be a – they're doing a show out there. You're you're doing a show out there tonight, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you, D. Gunn, Robbie E., uh, Devin Caney, and John yep. McMullen. Yes. I'm going to be with the McMullen Mafia. Oh, man. I, and then I got two nice coats I'm, I'm donating, you know. that One of yeah. them brand spanking new. One of them's the Wool Trench. Is that it's right? really, really nice. Yeah, really nice. The so. Wool Trench. Yeah. What color is it? The dark, uh, dark blue, black? No, this one's what a dark. It? It's like a dark, um, almost like the same color as this, this shirt. Okay. Same color as the shirt. Yep. And then, nice. a, then a black one. And a black All one. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. All right. Take a quick time out. We got to get into this Jonathan Gannon stuff on the other side because apparently there is legitimate interest in one Jonathan Gannon uh, for a head coaching position. We'll be back Ding to talk dong. about it. Go for the midnight dares, go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Coat Check. A cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Rousey's Coat Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back to the show. And uh, some news yesterday, late afternoon, I started uh, seeing all this. I think it was Tom Pelissero, who uh, is a blue check mark on Twitter, covers the league for the NFL Network. He's on SiriusXM. And he tweeted, The Broncos requested an interview with Eagles D.C. Jonathan Gannon for their head coaching job per source. Gannon, 39, has spent 15 years as an NFL assistant and scout, a rising coach who has turned around the playoff-bound Philly D. Now, I find that very interesting, the way he wrapped that tweet up there, okay? Tom, with all due respect, I know you cover the league, and you might have been a little bit distracted by some of the other good teams in the league and good quarterbacks, and you might not have had your finger on the pulse of exactly who these quarterbacks that uh, the Eagles were going up against with that Philadelphia defense over the final six or seven weeks of the of the season. So I'll get you know I'll I'll give you I'll throw you a mulligan. Wait, <laughs> come on! You see how this stuff gets started? Right, right. Exactly. I mean, come on. And we just we just went through it all and, and talked about um, how teams are looking for offensive minded coaches these days. And everybody's saying that, you know, they want to interview Gannon. Well, so be it. Have at him. Give it. Right. Go now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, no. or, 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 you know, they say that Dan Quinn might also be a, a candidate for it. Right. More likely candidate. You really think that they'll go with another defensive-minded coach? You know, some of these guys, know. you know, they're – are just better coordinators than they are head coaches. I don't know. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nope, you know, and I guess if you're going to get, if you're going to have some owner, you know, throw you eight, $10 million a year, whatever, whatever the going rate is now, you know, and sign you to a four or five year deal, you're going to take it, oh, there's you, no you know, and, and you'll, yep. you know, if you fail famously, Hey, so what, you know, you're collecting checks. So I get it. But some of these guys are just better coordinators than they are head coaches. Absolutely. Um, I just love looking at the replies, though, to this Pelissaro tweet, right? First one says, this would be a great move for my Denver Broncos. And says Nunzio. And then John Barchard, who's a Philly guy, he's actually done so, he does some radio and stuff, goes, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> As a lifelong Broncos fan, I think this is a great move for the team. I have followed the team since Elway. Okay, but this is what just mystifies me. Like, you don't know if it's a good move or a bad move. But what gives the the opinion that this is this great move? If you're a Broncos fan. Exactly. Like, that's what what I don't get. In what sense did you see all these, you know, glaring – um, head coach, head coaching um, uh, enthusiasm in Gannon. I, I don't see it. I mean, he, you know, he might be a great head coach. He might be. Or a good one because as a coordinator, I don't know if he has he has what you need to be a defense coordinator. Maybe he can buy, be a guy that delegates to his 
to his coordinators, you know, better than he can coach as a uh -huh. coordinator. You know, some guys are built like that. Some guys do that. You know, like I think Cower. Cower's more so a head coach because he loves to delegate. You know, he's involved with everything, but he's great at delegating to his 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 coordinators and, and mm -hmm. communicating with his with his coaches to get his message apart um across to his players. You right. know, he's great at doing that. You know, some players, some, and just like Ray Rhodes, Ray Rhodes wasn't a good head coach because he's more of a coordinator. You know, he can relate better with players and get them going in the right direction as opposed to delegating to guys in the system and making those type of decisions um, for the whole. You know right. what I mean? He's better at, you know, just being focused on the defensive side of the ball or focus on this position here, as opposed to focusing on, you know, everything's involved with being a head coach. You know, you got three different entities. You got, you know, offense, defense, and special teams. Mm -hmm. You know, and he wasn't involved in anything else. He wasn't involved in the offense. You know, right. Chucky did the offense. You know what I'm saying? You know, the defense, you know, he had Emmett Smith. He, you know, Emmett Thomas, I mean. Emmett yeah. Thomas did everything on the defensive side of the ball. Hallbar did everything. And, um, you know, Danny Smith did everything for special teams. You know, it, it's one of those things where they delegated to people more so. He, he he didn't delegate to – he didn't he didn't really go to that side of the room. You know, he didn't mess around over special teams. He didn't mess around over offense, but he stayed right. in the defensive side of the ball because that's what he was better at. That's what he knew. So that's, you know, what, that's what I think is so funny about this. Like, the reaction is just hilarious. Now – it's like for every Bronco fan saying this is a great move, you have an Eagle fan echoing it. Yes, I agree. They're going to go up and use all those quotes and say, ah, da, da. Yeah, ah, da, da. There you go. But, but I was at um, – I had a show to do on Saturday um, before the Eagles game, and I was going to this party afterwards. So I wanted to get this guy, you know, a bottle of liquor or something just to give him, for you know, something to walk in with to, right, right, for, right. This, for his house warming party so i had to go to this liquor store over on city line avenue that i haven't been to in a while but i walk in and i go right you know get i knew exactly what i needed boom boom i go to the counter and the guy starts looking at me and he's he's looking like uh-huh he starts going like this and i'm like what are, what the hell did i do he goes uh-huh he goes i watch you on youtube every day and i'm like i'm like get out of town he goes no joke man on my phone he says you and Barrett, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and he's like spouting off stuff from the show. So I can tell he's legitimate. It was really, it was really funny. But he goes at the end, he goes, yo, you, you think Gannon's leaving? I go, I go, I have no idea. Because can you just tell Barrett to tell Seth to get over there and interview? <laughs> <laughs> he, he was working to register at the liquor store, man. He's a big fan of yours. <laughs> but he said, you got to get a message to Seth. <laughs> Bro, you you have no idea, man, how many people say that, man. I know. You tell Seth to go, just tell him to go coach the linebackers or right. go go be the defensive coordinator. You know, right. please. I'm like, you know, and it, it is it's kind of tough, man, because like when we do appearances for the Eagles, for the past mm -hmm. three years, well, no, four years, me and Seth, right. will, you know, they'll tell us, you know, before all this COVID stuff, we used to go over and do like they used to have a rookie dinner where we meet all the rookies, you know, mm -hmm. the, all the older guys, you know, and we. All the coaches will be there. And I can remember on two occasions where Swartz, we're in the same room as Swartz. Mm -hmm. 
And the first time he did it, I was like, nah. He said, watch this, watch this, B, watch this. So we both look over at Swartz and start walking towards him. He passed the guy on the back he's talking to and leaves. I'm like, oh, no, he probably had something to do. The first time he did it, I was like, oh, no, he had something to do. Right. The very next time we, in the same room with Swartz, I'm talking to him in the room. I'm talking to his me. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to the offensive line coach, and I'm talking to the um, the uh, line linebacker coach. And all of a sudden, Seth walks up. Immediately, Swartz looks at us, turns around, and leaves again. Seriously? So I turned to Seth. I was like, Seth, what's up with that, man? I told you. I told you, didn't I? I told you. So it's like, yeah. Seth makes it uncomfortable for people, you know, even in the organization. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I mean, like that. I love. I love that. It's not just fans that are saying it. You know, evidently there's a lot of heat that they're, you know, that this being brought up to about that also. Right. So it's so. it's not on deaf ears that they hear about, you know, <laughs> right. to get Seth involved in the organization. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That's right, awesome. Right. Right. I love that ability to be just be in the room and make everybody else uncomfortable. Exactly. Like just you know, your mere was... presence. Uh, 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 uh-oh. You see who just walked in? Oh, shit. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I don't have time for this. You know damn, what I'm saying? Damn, they said he wasn't, he said he wasn't coming. Right. <laughs> I don't want to hear about this picket fences. Let me get out of damn here. It. Damn it. Damn it. But, saw, you know, in saying that, though, man, you know, Gannon, he hears all this. Please believe they they get they they get all this. They hear all this stuff mm-hmm. because a lot. Of, I know they hear about it because when I go do interviews or I go around, the, you know, the people in the PR mm-hmm. for the Eagles, they ask questions. But why would you say this? Or why would you say that? I'm like, how do you know I said that? Mm-hmm. So evidently, they they. Very oh, they monitor they all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. monitor all of it. Now, it wouldn't be like Howie himself, but they have other people doing it for them. Right, right. Probably right, in right. the PR department. Oh, you, you saw know, what like, happened at the Super Bowl when they won the Super Bowl. First thing he said, see, everybody that said this, this, and that, he went to Gunner. Gunner, I told you I was going to do this. Mm-hmm. You guys said this and this happened. See, I told you so. Yeah. There was a bunch of I told you so's that were going on during that time period. Oh, so yeah. So he's very aware of what's being said about him. You know what sure. I'm saying? Sure. So when I say run the damn ball, I hope that gets to him. Mm-hmm. When I say we need to play tighter defense, reroute receivers, you know, make things uncomfortable for, for Brady, hopefully he gets that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Gannon, if your spider senses are tingling right now, yes, it's me talking about you right now. Right. Give me a little more aggressive nature in the way you're calling things. When you call things aggressive, best believe those those you know those players pick up on it. Well, how do you think? Let's let's get into that for a little bit because we know how he he approached the game in Week Six, which was a very passive, uh, you know, defense, especially with the cornerbacks, you know, defensive backs, and so forth. How do you think he approaches it now? Uh, he's going to have to go out there and be more aggressive. You cannot give you know Brady a pre-snap read that simple mm-hmm. and think he's not going to take it. It's like taking candy away from a baby. He's going to take exactly what you give him. You know what I'm saying? Right, but he's he always said it. that you know he can tell there's a quarterback he doesn't respect. He's going to come and be aggressive. You, exactly. I mean, this is the ultimate respect that you're going up against now. Exactly, you're going against the goat. So right, he's got to get past that. He's got to move past that. I mean, this is this is this is all or nothing. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, everything gets put on the line. There's no next week until you let, make this week work. So he has a lot of responsibilities 
on how this defense is going to approach this game. If he comes in with an aggressive play calling manner and you can feel the aggressiveness, these players pick up on that. Right. So they're going to play accordingly. You know, if you're going with a passive, you know, all right, you know, just don't get beat over the top. They're going to play like that. Oh, I'm, I just can't get beat over the top. Mm-hmm. It's all about the mindset that you give a player going in. And the mindset not necessarily being told to them, but it's how you reacting to it. How, right. how you're responding to what they're, you know, what they're feeling also. You can and, feel that. And being aggressive doesn't just mean or, you know, correlate to blitzing. Exactly. Because you're going to get in trouble blitzing him. Absolutely. You don't yeah. have to blitz him. No. But you have to play your guys tighter. You can't give them that first read. And if you are going to give, and if you are going to line up and play them head up, which is you know a catastrophe, you got to be more aggressive when you're doing it. So if you have a you know if you if you're going to run a, a a base defense, and and you know usually you have your guys you know seven to eight yards off the ball, bump that, get up, get them up closer, make them five yards off the ball, you know make that read. Make sure that Reed is not as solid as when he saw it the first game. Mm-hmm. Make sure that he has to okay then throw the read off a little bit. Make sure that you can put enough on him that all right he has to rethink it and go somewhere else on the field. You know what I mean? You don't have to just you know play eight yards off. Just play him more tightly. Play him more because I because I know because you know just from playing the different offensive line coaches that I had and when I was with the Giants I had this coach we call him Coach Mouse uh, McNally. He's man, he's Coach Mouse. Yeah, they call him Coach Mouse. Oh, okay. McNally, uh, he's like he's all but five, 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 six years old. But he's the one that started all that duck walk stuff, and you know, and you know, offensive line techniques. One of the best in the business. He's the one that taught Anthony Munoz, so that's his claim to fame. He's Anthony Munoz's first coach when he started being, um, you know becoming that all-world offensive tackle. At USC or in Cincinnati? In Cincinnati. Okay. He was his coach. Okay. So Coach Mouse, you know, he taught the duck walk. He took, he taught the best, one of the best tackles ever played the game how to play. So What's he has the that duck walk? What's the uh, duck walk? It's, it's Why don't you like, demonstrate the duck walk? I, I can't really, I can't really demonstrate <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But watch Andy Munoz play and you'll see what I'm talking about. It's almost like you're knock need. And your your feet are out, and you and you you know keeping your feet on the ground. Bah, 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 bah. Everything's quick, you know, feet mm-hmm. on the ground. Well, he started all that. Okay. And his demeanor wasn't necessarily a, a, a demeanor of, of being a, you know, an out and out nasty dude. His was more so technician. You know, mm-hmm. everything's technician based. You know, you got to duck walk. You got to put your hand here, hand placement and stuff like that. He was more of a technician. Okay. And then I had a coach. You know, when I was with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he was one of the original hogs, you know. Um, well, Grim, yeah, Coach Grim, yeah, he's one of the original hogs. Now, he, he was he, nasty, yes, that's, that's all he, he was he, nasty. He, he didn't care how you did it, just mm-hmm. as long as you did it. You can go out there and be doing backflips, right? And as long as you're blocking your guy, he wouldn't care whatsoever. Mm-hmm. He just taught your assignment and said, Get it done. And if you didn't get it done, he'd show you how to get it done. But if he didn't care what your technique was, just as long as it didn't bother anybody else's technique and you're blocking the guy, you can go out there and be slapping him in the head. Just as long as you didn't get a penalty, he wouldn't care what you did. Mm -hmm. And that's the type of coach he was. He was all about getting the job done and punishing the guy in front of you. If you were doing that, he did not care. It was a pass play. Sometimes it would be a seven-step drop. But sometimes we jump the guy, punch him, almost like run block him, 
and he's thinking we're run blocking. That way he didn't transfer the pass. So, you know, when we did those long passes, you know, we, we you know, it'd be a healthy pocket. So that's what he said. Hey, you guys got it done. I don't care how you're doing it. Just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's all about what that coach is giving you and how, how you approach the game. It's going to dictate what you feel about the game. So Gannon has to go out there, you know, all, all he wants is, you know, guys going out there, punching guys in the face, whatever it takes. Give me that 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 tough, hard-nosed demeanor. That's what he's got to get. He's got to get guys like Fletcher Cox going. Yeah. You know, one-on-one to rip somebody's head off. If he can do that and get those guys going up front, play more aggressive on the outside, you got a shot against Brady. You got a definite shot against Brady. Now, a couple of things that happened yesterday, of course, the Eagles activated, like, everybody from their COVID list that was on the COVID list for the previous game against Dallas. Ah, da, da. They're back well, now on the regular roster now. Well done. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well done. Right. That was well played. They had to place J.J. Ortega-Whiteside on injured reserve, Barrett. Um, wow, poor poor our running game won't be the same without him. Yeah, I don't know. And Tyree <laughs> Jackson, of course, also headed to injury reserve with that uh, looked like an ACL. Yeah. Feel yeah. bad for that guy. He was just getting started, caught a touchdown pass. Um, But it looks like Jason Huntley, who had a nice game on uh, Saturday night, was elevated to the active roster. That doesn't um, bode so well for for getting, you know. For uh, Sanders. Back. Sanders coming back, yeah. yeah. That well, I, I, I heard something where the coach was saying he's hopeful that he, uh, both Sanders and Howard uh, will be able to go. I hope so. so. I hope so. Maybe they use uh, Huntley as a returner. That's another, you know. You know what? Because they because JJ Ortega Whiteside is not going to be playing, he can play special teams, and right. that's, that's what he is—a special teams player. So yeah. they probably play the same um, position on those special teams. So I mean, that 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 could be the case right there. That's probably what it is. That and that would make you know that would make a smooth transition on special teams for him. Yeah, Coach Mike might like that. Absolutely. So it's funny how they, they you can manipulate that COVID list now. Bro, I, I mean, whatever it takes, man, you got to use whatever you can. Yeah. I saw McMullen, McMullen likes to, he calls it shenanigans. <laughs> right. COVID list shenanigans. <laughs> right. It's pretty funny because it's true. Um, you got to make it happen, man. You know, I mean, this, this Eagles team has changed their whole identity over the past um, seven weeks. Let's keep that identity. Since uh, beginning with the Detroit game. Yes. After week eight. Well, I, I think it started, it actually started in the Raiders game. It did? Where the first, the well, first Sanders got hurt in that game. Yeah. After he, he got hurt, out. it changed, it changed how their mindset was. But they had started out on the right track. I right. mean, their first, their first six plays were underneath center. And that's when they saw that they could run the ball against anybody. And then after Sanders went out, they, you know, they shot away from it. But then they came right back against Detroit. That's when they started running the ball consistently. And they found an identity. They found a way in which they could move the ball consistently. So I'm look, I'm looking forward to this game. And I probably won't sleep the night before. What? No, I won't. I'm going to have to take some antacids, man, because I am hyped up, man. I am hyped up on this. You know, I, I, I see well, some things in this team that I like. I really, really like. And, I, and I, I'm hoping that they come in the first – the first, um, the first drive, the first, mm-hmm. se- first series off top, 
and just run the ball down their throat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Make them like it. Start early running the ball instead of passing. You know, everybody, we've been passing too much in the first drive. You know, take that first 15, rip it up if it's not a run play. Don't even put it on the on the, on the sheet. I don't care if it's third and 15. Mm-hmm. Run the damn ball, man. You set the tone. You set, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're about. You know what I mean? Start punching guys in the mouth. That's that's football right there. And this is playoff football where you have to run the ball. That's what win games in the, you know, I mean, keeping the ball out of out of out of out of um Brady's hands. The only way you can do that is controlling the time of possession. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm hype, man. I'm hype. No, I probably won't sleep, man. Now, now let's get back to this antacid thing. What do, what do you mean you got to eat eat antacid? What are you sitting there eating like? Uh... No nerves, man. Nerves. My stomach will be rumbling, man. I mean, I'll be they'll be doing butterflies, be doing flips and everything else, bro. Because I I really do get anxious and, and excited, man, about about football, man. I it yeah. still feel that way. Like even when I call these college football games, it takes me a little bit to go go like I gotta take me a shot. Mm-hmm. I shot before I go to bed just so I can get some sleep. Right, right. To Going sort of compress and chill out yes, a little bit. Yes, yeah. because I'm ready, man. I mean, I, I, right. I get so focused and keyed in on what I'm doing. You know, I want to I want to be great. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I was so, alcohol-free last night. You had seven Crown and Cokes or whatever. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, I did. See, yes, and you I mix did. all that that hot sauce and with the Crown and Coke. No wonder you need the antacid. Well, see, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have any hot sauce. I didn't eat any oh. wings. I had. I had the lobster tails, which are broiled. Oh, okay. But I did have the fries. that had that hot. You know, but I tried to pick around the ones with the whole bunch of the the chickies, the, the old uh, base crab seasoning. Sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to pick around. Tried to pick ones that didn't have a lot on it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was cool. But uh, the damn dip they give you with those fries is addicting too, man. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It's cracking it or something. It's man, like you some know? kind of cheese kind of thing, I guess. But cheese man, whiz, it, it yeah. is unbelievable. And then you 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 don't even be hungry, man. If it's sitting there in front, of, you're not even hungry, man. And you'll dip a fry in there anyways. Right. You'll you're eat not- the whole damn basket of fries. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's true. I don't know what he puts in it, man. MSG, whatever it is. I don't bro. either. Yeah, it's got to have something. <laughs> It's got to have something bad in it. All right, uh, right. Now I saw this on uh, McMullen's Twitter. He favorite he he tweeted that this whole thread is great, and I'm like, what? Sarah York? Who the hell is Sarah York? And she is some sort of comedian, right? Mm-hmm. And she tweeted about every NFL quarterback, like who they are, like a picture of them. And then kind of this funny little write up about who they are as a person to her. Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts is a trainer at a 24 hour fitness. And he remember, <laughs> and he remembers every member's name, but you kind of avoid him when you're there because his energy level is a little much at 7. AM. He dated your sister in high school and she's still in love with him. Like shit like that. Which is kind of clever. I thought it was kind of funny. Some of the other ones are funnier, but I was just curious to see what she'd say about Jalen Hurts. Like, um, let's see. Dak Prescott is in your economics class and always comes in straight from practice and doesn't bring a single thing but a milk jug repurposed into a water bottle. He always asks you for a pen and a sheet of loose leaf paper. 
nicest guy you've ever met in your life. <laughs> you see the one he has for she has for uh, Patrick Mahomes. No, I oh, want to get to that. Oh, you so you've seen this? No, I just pulled it up when you were talking about it. Oh, <laughs> and well, the first me, one I see is Patrick Mahomes. Right, hold on, Andy Dalton. It's a big picture of him without a helmet on, with the red beard and the eyebrows and the hair. Andy Dalton is your best friend's ex-boyfriend who reads at a seventh grade level, but is a millionaire because he was an early investor in Top Golf with money he got from a settlement from getting run over by a Zamboni when he was 16. <laughs> My God, that, that's involved. Where's the oh, Mahomes? I, I got to keep scrolling down here. <laughs> I think it's the, it's the last one she did. It said, Patrick Mahomes is amazing. Perfect. No notes. Wins the next 10 Super Bowls and somehow an NBA championship ring. An NBA championship ring. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's got a picture of him smiling with a headband on, smiling. Right. <laughs> but here, somehow wins an NBA championship Oh, here we ring. go. Carson Wentz is the soft pitching is soft pitching the flat earth theory to his teenage co-workers at his uncle's boat dealership just to see how receptive they are before he sends them links to the YouTube videos he's been watching. <laughs> what? Oh, man. On that note, we're going to have to take a break. And uh, hold on. I got I to gotta promote the uh, uh, what's going on tonight. Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, Barrett. Go out and see Barrett Brooks. Derek Gunn, Robbie E., Devin Caney, and the McMullen Mafia tonight at Neck of the Woods Brewery. Uh, it's behind the big uh, Total Turf location out there. I've been over there. I've been there. I've been 614 there Lambs Road, Pittman, New Jersey for Krause's Coats. Bring a, bring a slightly worn coat or jacket and donate. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. For the cause, back after this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Co-Check, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Co-Check here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, still perusing this uh, list or these tweets about quarterbacks. Here's uh, Tom Brady. Did you see the one on Brady? No. Tom Brady owns a chain of a chain of physical therapy clinics and has yet to get caught for fleecing insurance companies. But the feds have opened an investigation. He and his wife are prominent local swingers and hold sex parties <laughs> at their lake house. <laughs> <laughs> he and his see, wife uh <laughs> yeah you should see the big ben big ben oh this is this is this is pretty good ben roethlisberger seems like a guy who has been credibly accused of sexual assault on multiple occasions but he got away with it due to his employers turning a blind eye and his pr team carefully engineering a born-again christian persona oh wait <laughs> what? oh wait Oh wait! Oh, she that is actually tripping. happened. She's tripping, man. <laughs> wow. Oh, she is tripping, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, man. I don't know how McMullen found this, bro. I, I've never that? heard of this woman, but it's pretty funny. Oh, you know his team is gonna be on that real quick, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah. team is gonna be on it. Well, they're gonna shut that down. Oh yeah, they're shutting it down yeah. ASAP. Watch what I tell you. <laughs> That'll be off quick. Ryan really Fitzpatrick quick. wears a T-shirt that says game over to the brunch the morning after his wedding, switches to liquor at 11.48 a.m. <laughs> game 11.48. over. 11.48. <laughs> now, um, I know we got Tom Brady this week, but I started watching yesterday the man in the arena. You were telling me that, yeah. I watched episode one. They're about an hour long. And... uh I think there's like 11 of them now. I think they're up to 11. They come out every Tuesday, apparently. But it's available on that ESPN Plus. Uh-huh. And uh, I got to say, episode one was about him, you know, coming out of Michigan, you know, the beginnings. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about starting with New England and Bledsoe and Bledsoe getting hurt. There's a lot of Bledsoe in it. And he talks in it a lot. He's really good, Bledsoe. Well, Bledsoe um, is? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. I got to be honest. Bledsoe actually liked him, though. Yes, he did. And Bledsoe said he admitted that, you know, sort of being the team guy that he was uh, would have been really difficult if Tom was an asshole. Right. He said that. (laughs) And he goes, but he wasn't. So, you know, that's why he was was cool about it. Well, you look at it, man. On on the outside looking in, you look at Tom, man. You got – I know Tom is stuck up. I know he's he's not a 
guy you want to know. But everybody right. that I know that that knows Tom and played with say, him, yeah. yeah, played when he's like one of the greatest guys in the world. And you wanna yeah. you wanna hate him because I want to hate him so bad, bro. right? You know, yeah. what I'm saying? he stole a Super Bowl from me. You know, I, I, and I I truly feel that. So it's hard for me to like him, but mm-hmm. I have to, man. I mean, he does things the right way. He does it through the good old fashioned way, through hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying he's the best there is because he worked his ass off to get where he is, bro. Yeah, he 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 left a life of eating strawberries to become the number one player to ever play quarterback position. Right. You know, he's willing to make that commitment. You know, and that commitment is something, man. You know, the, what he does to to maintain him playing over forty something years old—that's crazy, bro. He's almost forty-five. Right, it's it's incredible. But I re- I didn't realize, or, or I forgot. I, I knew at the time, but I forgot how severe that injury was that Bledsoe sustained in that Jets game. Oh yeah, yeah like week yeah. two, I think it he got might rocked. Have been. Oh, he got rocked. Is right. Yeah, he got rocked. And uh, there was like he almost got high load. He had a guy coming from behind, low and tackling him, and then got popped right in the chest yep. and the and up in the head by another linebacker that came in there, you know, a hundred miles an hour. And he had, it was like a chest contusion, mm-hmm. but there was internal bleeding. Yep. And yep. that was the big problem, of course. And Bledsoe said that, you know, after that game, Brady came in and I think they ended up losing that game. They started off 0-2. Yep. But the trainer came up to Bledsoe, who was on the sideline after the game and said, hey, uh, why don't you come with me? And uh, Bledsoe said something like, yeah, I'm going to go in the locker room for, for the team prayer, and then I'll come over and see you. He goes, no, I say you come with me now. And Bledsoe's like, all right. So he goes with the trainer. Five minutes later, he's in the ambulance heading for the hospital in Boston from Foxborough. Oh. And he passed out on the way to the hospital. Wow. Because of this internal bleeding. Like the trainer just said he didn't look right. Like we gotta, we gotta move now. I thought that was, it was pretty good, man. I'll wow, tell you, it's dude pretty saved his life. Yeah, I mean, wow. You know, and he lost like two pints of blood internally. Dang. So did, yeah. Wow. So that is crazy. Yeah, it really was. It really was. And of course, that goes through the you know the first Super Bowl and you know the Rams, who they played in the regular season. Well, people understand also he's. He was the he was the third team quarterback. He wasn't even the second team quarterback. He was the third team quarterback. They had okay. uh, Michael Bishop was the second team quarterback at the time. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I don't know. Um, you know, head coach decided. You know, Belichick decided. I'm I'm going. I'm going to go with uh, Brady instead. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go with him instead. Right. And, you know, did they say the part where he said when he first got there and he's passing by the owner in the building, he turned around and said, hey, um, would he say something? I'm the I'm your best draft pick ever or, you know, you made the best choice of your life or something like that. Oh, Brady said that? Yeah. He told me, he said, you drafted me was the best decision you ever made. Something mm-hmm. like that. Something close to that. Okay. <laughs> you know, and the, yeah. and the owner remembered it and he was like. What? He said, "You know who I?" He said something like, "You know who I am." I said, "Yeah, you're you're, you're Tom Brady, our sixth round pick." He said, "You drafted me was the best decision you made in your life." Wow. He said it when he first got drafted. I'm like, "Wow, wow." Talk I didn't about, say anything like that, but talk about <laughs> betting on yourself, huh? You ain't never lie. Confidence, my goodness. A six round or two. Yeah. <sighs> right. 
91 uh, LSX, man. You're going to go to hell for that, man. What's that? <laughs> he said that's what J. Joss said to Lurie, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I did hear that. I did hear that. That's good work out of 91 LSX. <laughs> yeah. J. Jaw was puffing his chest out. J. Jaw. Oh, my goodness. And, <laughs> it, it, and it didn't help that, you know, J. Jaw had his mom there and she was holding the elevator. Um, the, I mean, not the elevator, but the umbrella over his head during camp when it was hot out there what yes whoa 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 how, how am i just finding out about this now are you serious i was interviewing him dog i was interviewing him for nbc and his mom was holding an um, umbrella was he some player on the lpga tour i thought they're the, only, they're the only ones who did that walked around in the sunshine with the umbrellas that's a great look. <laughs> My goodness. Seriously? Yeah. First of all, what's his mom doing on the practice field? Honestly. This is before COVID, man. Yeah, yeah before COVID. Players. Yeah. Oh, my God. There it is. How am I only seeing this for the first time ever? Right there, you're cut. You're out. I don't care. We spent a second round pick on this kid. Who's the, who's this guy? Nineteen. That's what I'd be saying. Who, who's that? Who's that down there? Excuse I can't me. believe you didn't see that, man. Uh, that's uh, JJ Ortega Whitesider, our second round pick. Yeah, cut him. <laughs> Big Red would have cut him, man. Get Big out. Red, you Seriously. couldn't even you couldn't even sit down during practice with Big yeah. Red. Well, right. No, we couldn't either. The media. Oh, okay. If you got caught sitting down, they would kick you out of practice. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh well, hey. Yeah. He's he's got a consistent set of rules, this big red. You know, it applies to everybody. You're he gonna cover play, this man. team, get up off your ass. Yep. <laughs> I'm all right with that. I'm okay with a little authority, Barrett. I never I know I didn't know you didn't see that. I've never saw that before. Yeah, I just me and me and D Gunn had just finished interviewing him. Oh my well, god. Why we were interviewing him. Yeah, so I'm I'm you know me, man. I'm silly, man. So I'm laughing. I'm laughing, you know what I'm saying? I said, Ma. Mom, you can't do that. You, you you can't have the umbrella. Why not? See, you know, all, all the other guys are gonna be looking at him. Yeah, look, they're looking at him. Well, he you know should have shut that down. <laughs> no, he sat right there on that elevator, uh, that umbrella. Why I keep calling that, that umbrella? He sat right there under that umbrella. Wow. Now, what what was the uh, what was the discussion with you and D Gun as you're walking away from that interview? Oh, I didn't have to say anything. You yeah. know, D Gun had me in stitches. What yeah. the hell was that? What the hell was that? <laughs> All right. What the hell was that? <laughs> no, she did not have an elephant uh, umbrella over it. What? An umbrella? Are you kidding me? I couldn't even, I, I couldn't stop laughing, man. He talked about it the entire time. Oh. Umbrella, no. man? An umbrella? No. And 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 that was one of the days that it wasn't that hot either. Right. It wasn't even that hot. Right. So, you know, he well, What was she afraid of him getting sunburn? I guess so. I don't know, man. Oh, I guess my so. goodness. You know, and then that's what we talked about. We talked about, you know, his, you know, him going, um, he's from, I think, Carolina, and um, him going all the way across the country to play football, you know. At Stanford. The, yeah, the educational aspect of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, how they tried to see as many games as they could, and, you know, yada, yada, yada. You could have just gone to Duke. Right. Or Wake Forest. <laughs> I mean, if you can get into Stanford, you can get into those two places. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know, man. Mama League, you're right. I hate to do it to you, J. John. Yeah, I hate to do it to you. 
exactly right. <laughs> My goodness. Now, let, let's stay on this for a while. You think this guy, this guy, we you know he comes back from his injury in the offseason where he's going to be on some other team. He's done here. Right. Do you think? Do you think he ever materializes into anything more than just a gunner on special teams? Like, is this going to be one of these guys? Like, what's his face? What's the guy that was the fourth round pick? He's got the the big uh, the big afro hair out of North Carolina. He stunk here. He oh yeah, Carson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Down but he's Miami. playing with Miami, and he's actually yeah. making plays every once backpack in a while. Boy. Yes, uh, backpack boy. I forget his name. But um, do you think he ends up like him? You know, I'm not saying the guy turns into a real player, but he just catches on with a team and becomes one of the top five wide receivers and every now and then makes a play. Mac Hollins, the yeah, stream Mac got Hollins. it. Thank Absolutely you. right. Thanks, Ray Ficillo was the first in with Mac okay. Hollins. Well, I'm going to say this. To me, and I could be totally wrong with this. You know, I probably am, but I don't see quick twitch. Quick twitch muscles have a lot to do with how good you are in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's quick twitch. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you know, explosiveness, you know, right. how explosive you are. You know, come out of your brakes, you come out of your brakes, explosive. When you come off the line, you're explosive. I don't see that explosiveness um, off the line. I don't see the explosiveness out of brakes, pass routes. I mean, there's certain things you do as a wide receiver. You look at the great wide receivers, and I challenge everybody on the um, on the stream, the next time you watch an NFL football game, watch how receivers, what they're supposed to do, if they're running like a comeback route, even an out route or a double move, if you have a cushion, you're supposed to eat that cushion up and run directly at the DB because that way he doesn't know which way you're going. And right. it's almost like you're staring him in his eyes. Mm-hmm. At the last minute, you make your move, whether it's a comeback, you know, coming back to the ball, whether you're going out route or you're going in, a choice route, double move. You get right up on it. You, they call it climbing your heels. You know, you climb the the, the, um, the DB's heels. Mm-hmm. And they come out the break, and that quick twitch is right there. You need to have that quick twitch. I don't see him having that. He don't come out of, you know, his break's explosive, his move's explosive. And, you know, you just watch the great receivers do that. You know, they run right up on your toes. And then make the move. Right. The guys that aren't that good start make making your, the move before they even get there. You know, you're not right. you're not you're not threatening the D, the DB. Make when your you're move. Great, you get there, you make a move. That's what made D Jacks such a threat because he doesn't look like he's fast. He doesn't look like he's running fast at that time, but he's on you so quick. And then he makes the move. He makes you make the decision at the at the you know slight second, and, and then he's gone. He's doing you know what he's going to do. The great receivers do that. And he does not have that. Oh, you, wow. you know what? Eric Holland, it's funny you say that. What? I see no difference in looking at Jackson and looking at J-Jaw. Make him a tight end. Make him go to training table, gain about 30 more pounds, and he could be a pretty good pass blocking tight end. I don't know if he could. Well, yeah, he could He could run block because he's been run block. That's oh, they love doing. his run block. They love his blocking. <laughs> I got to hear one more thing about his blocking. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, now, now this Mac Hollins has 14 catches this year for the Dolphins and four touchdowns. He has four touchdowns. It's like our guy Ward. Jalen Rager only has three in his career. <laughs> wow. Exactly. But, you know, that. think about that. 
moving Jay Jaw to tight end. He's he's already a big dude. Uh, we like have enough tight ends. I just wanted to move the hell out. <laughs> you you done what you done with? Uh, honestly, do we really need another tight end? I'm trying I, to get I, some use out of him, man. Well, I mean, how many years has he been on the team? This is his third year, right? Yeah, this is third year. I, 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 he's gotten enough of a chance. Right. You know, well, seriously. Well, I mean, they're saying the same thing about um, – they said the same thing about Douglas. But Douglas leaves, goes to Green Bay, and becomes, becomes one of the I mean, best cornerbacks. He's a defensive back, though. I yeah. mean, you know. So, you know yeah. I mean? You give guys some coaching. You he know, wasn't you, a second-round pick, though, Douglas. Right, right. But even still, you know, that's supposed to be our – Head coaches, you know, claim to fame, being a wide receiver coach. Mm-hmm. And I don't see much progress out of him. I don't see that much progress out of Rager. Yeah. Yeah, Rager has three career touchdowns, the stream is asking. Three in his career? I'm like, yes. He has two this year, but three overall. Right, right. Yeah. Ward has three this year already. He should right. have, like, he should have three more. Yeah, he should. He's dropped, like, three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. he's a late boomer Harry. i mean yeah he's a late (laughs) late bloomer i love love that yeah but i mean here we are trying to make these the second round wide receiver bust into a tight end and we're trying to make Ragor into like a debo samuel kind of running back dude just to salvage these draft picks i mean whatever it takes man you know I, i i don't know man I, I still can't understand how you couldn't get some sort of production out of a Rhaegar like that. I mean, you, you got to do what everybody's doing now. You know, that's that's what. Yeah. You know, put them in that's, running back. You know, that's what I'm saying. They, the copycat something. league. Yes. Obviously, they see it, yes. and they must not think that he can do it. I mean, Cordell Patterson is giving everybody a pass on. You know, what I'm saying playing a guy wherever you want to play him, man. You know, it. it he plays running back. He plays mm-hmm. slot. He plays on the outside. He plays special teams. You know, he's, he's giving guys a renewed interest in, in offense because they're doing more than one thing, more than one trick ponies. Right. You know, it used to be everybody's, all right, you're either a slot receiver or you're an outside receiver. Well, now you got guys that do multiple things like they're doing, Shanahan is doing with the 49ers. So, I mean, I could see him doing that, but how do you do that? You, you can't do that right now. You can't do that. Because Not at this cost, stage in the season. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. It, it might cost us too much to do something like that, to just change him like that, you know, and, and, and try to implement somewhere in the offense for him. Well, if broke, don't fix it. So I mean, just, uh, un- unless it's, you know, one of these things that they've been working on it, you know, towards the end of some practices, and rather than roll out the Lane Johnson touchdown reception in a right. meaningless game, <laughs> they decided to bury it until they get to the playoffs. Well, I'm, I love I, I love LT on the stream. Yeah, boy, when we miss, we miss. <laughs> what did Remember he say? Donnell Pumphrey's? Oh boy, when we miss, we, we miss. miss. Yeah, Donnell Pumphrey. Yeah, that's another one. I forgot all about him, man. Yeah, out of San Diego State. San Diego we just, State. We just knew he was going to be the next Sproles. You know, could do right. You know, Marsh, back Marshall Falk, another Marshall Falk, San Diego yeah. State dude. He broke all his records. All, yeah. all of Marshall right. Falk's records. Right. Same with Derek Barnett breaking all them Reggie White records, bro. In Tennessee. <laughs> Oh my! Well, did we miss? He's like, you're right. When we miss, we miss. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh gosh. I mean, I, but you know what? I can't say anything because after my fourth year here, I left. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't stay, but I didn't have I it wasn't like I was bad here. You know what I'm saying? I was consistent. Right. It's just they chose to go in a much bigger direction. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, they 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 definitely upgraded. They went out and got John Runyon. Well, they got Trey and then they uh, got John Runyon in free agency. Yeah. yeah. Two bookends. I mean, I can take right. that. Right. I can accept that. You know what I'm saying? Two two premier both of those guys, you know, should you you think they're um they're Hall of Famers? Um Trey and, and Run. I mean, I thought they were pretty good. I don't know if they're Hall of Famers. Close. Yeah. Close. I, yeah. I know JP is. Yes. JP will be yes. a Hall of Famer. Kelsey. Kelsey. Hall will of be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's 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 like Kevin Mawai. He's mm-hmm. he's like, you know, he's those upper echelon guys. You know, Damani Dawson. That's that's the type of caliber I see right. Kelsey as. Right. You know, the one of the greats at the position. Mac Hollins. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't thought about him in a while. I saw him Bro, on Red Pump, Zone Pump a couple Freeze. of weeks ago. I what? forgot all about Pumphreys, dog. Donnell Pumphreys. Donnell, yeah. I forgot all about he was drafted. He was drafted yeah. high, too, like on the fourth like a, round or I something. I think third or fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right, you know, Armour Saint, you're right. Graham was considered a bust also. He turned out to be a very good player for us. Yeah, I cannot believe it. DK Metcalf, J. Joe. <laughs> the stream is wrong, man. Why they doing it to us, man? Why they do it? Don't do it to us, man. Was Was Brandon Graham considered a bust, or was it just because he wasn't the safety that See, went that's... to Seattle? You know what I mean? Because he made plays. Yeah, but he was. But hurt we a just lot. we were just dead set on getting, you know. And it was Getting the Legion of Boom. Safety. Right, right. It was the right. Legion of Boom, man. You know, coming out of Texas, he gets there. They turn into the Legion of Boom, you know. That, I mean, that that's that's that kind of stinks for him, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, eventually, once they got him at a position, because remember, they, then they moved him to linebacker. When right. Brady, wasn't that Bradley? Bradley was the um, – Stuart Bradley. Stuart, Stuart Bradley. Bradley, yeah. He was the defensive coordinator. I think yeah. he's down – he's in um with the Ravens. With the Raiders right now, is he still? He's still in the league. I think he's with the Raiders, or I saw someone sign either with the Raiders or the Chargers. One of the two. Really? Yeah, he's wow. one of their defensive coordinators. Let me look that up. Yeah, the, the stream. Danny Watkins. Remember that one? Oh, the fireman from Canada yeah, that went to yeah. Baylor. Yeah, he couldn't wait to stop playing. That was a colossal bust. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, Marcus Smith. Well, you're right. Yeah, Marcus Smith. Yeah. He he was actually taking a nap. He wasn't he wasn't expecting to get drafted until the next day. He thought he was going in the third round, and they call him in the first. So mm. is it his fault? No, you know what I mean. It's not exactly. So it's not. and then when you look, you know, um, I mean, Jalen Rager. <laughs> Could you imagine? He gets on the phone with Howie, right? Howie's like, "Hey, hey, Marcus, how you doing?" It's Howie <laughs> Roseman from Philadelphia Eagles, and Marcus Smith's like. Damn, dog, you weren't supposed to be calling me to tomorrow. I'm a second day pick, bro. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? I'm taking a nap, Howie. Yeah, okay, right. dude, call, call me back, back tomorrow. Call me back tomorrow. <laughs> he hung up. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, I, you know what? You can't say. Uh... <laughs> No, they brought. Look at love. What Sammy Chan? Sammy Chan. What? 
<laughs> Didn't we draft a deaf or a blind lineman, Mayberry? <laughs> Jermaine was my dude, man. Come on. <laughs> Don't do him like that, man. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. Jermaine Mayberry. Yeah. But, yeah, he was. He uh, was. Anton Davis. Anton Davis was another bust. Oh. I remember playing with him, man. Yeah. I played with him my first year here. And uh, – it was tough times out there, man. I can remember mm-hmm. I'm playing, I'm battling. I'm battling Chris Dolman. You know, me and him right. going, you know, play for play. I'm battling him, man. And he turns around and Anton, Anton gives up a sack. And when he gives up the sack, I see the ball, you know, drop it on the ground. Well, Chris Dolman, he turns around and he starts running some other way. And I turn around and look and I see um, RC, Randall Cunningham, getting sacked. When the, uh-huh. ball, the ball drops to the ground, I grab the ball. And I take three steps, and I promise you, man, that was the hardest I ever got hit in my life. The linebacker came and hit me, and then the safety grabbed me by my legs mm-hmm. and picked my legs up. And it seemed like everybody on the defense then, man, all nine other guys took a shot at me. And I was trying to fall down, but they were holding me up, and they just kept stinging me, bam, 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 hit me. And I couldn't make it to the ground fast enough. And I said, from that point on, I am falling on every right. single fumble. I'm not fumble picking up that. any fumbles and I'm trying to run with it. <laughs> Hell no. Right. Man, they were hitting me, man. I couldn't believe I was trying I could I was cause I was trying to fall to the ground, but they were holding me up, man. Right. Oh boy. <laughs> I said, man, I couldn't that's be a, a different world, man. You just, all oh, of a sudden yeah. you become a ball carrier. Oh man. So I got the <laughs> utmost respect for, for wide receivers, running yeah. backs and all that. Because, I mean, I was trying my best to fall down, and they were holding me up, and they were just tagging me, too, tattooing me, man. Yeah. Boy, all these names coming up on the stream here. This is hilarious. Right. Some guys that I forgot about. Jaquan Jarrett. Remember they drafted him in the second round out of Temple? And when they took him, I'm like, he's a fourth-round pick. Why did you you pick him in the second round? And I think he went on to the Jets and actually contributed for the Jets for a little while after he left here. Yep. Uh, Josh Huff. That was another. That was a third round pick, I think, for Chip Kelly. Well, he was go. He was supposed to be that gadget guy we we're talking about. Right. I mean, he could play though. Yeah. But just couldn't stay off the sauce, man. You know, he kept smoking weed and, you know, getting. Oh you yeah. Know, driving. Was he on the scissorp? Uh, I think he was smoking weed. Oh okay. I think he was smoking weed, man. All right. Because he know. he's the guy who went across the bridge like 110 miles an hour. Yeah. Gunning, yeah. gunning his car. That's right? right. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, come on, man. How stupid can you get, man? Jesus. Oh, they go. They go, they, how they go put Freddie Mitchell on the list, man? Right. Come on now. I like to thank my hands. <laughs> For reset. Oh yeah. Like that was that was hands. after the fourth and twenty six game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he always had that championship belt, like the wrestling belt. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he was hilarious. I went out with him a couple times. Oh, me too, man. Oh me too. man. He gets it going, man. Oh, yeah. He gets it going. He gets it going. Oh, yeah, man. it's lit. He's lit. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll take a quick time out. Be back uh, for the final half hour. Uh, you're listening to The Middle here on a Tuesday on Wild Card Week. And don't forget about tonight at Neck of the Woods Brewing Company starting at 6 p.m. Krause's Coats collecting slightly worn coats and jackets. Join D-Gun, Robbie E., Barrett Brooks. Devin Caney and McMullen Mafia for a live taping of an Eagles playoff special. That's tonight at 6 o'clock at Neck of the Woods Brewing Company in Pittman, New Jersey. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. 
Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Kraus from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coachek, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coachek here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back to the show. Final half hour of the middle. And I saw on here, Barrett, that um, the NFL, we were talking about the bracket yesterday. It was uh, somewhat confusing. Right. At least we were confused. Uh, but I just noticed now the, um, you know, the TV setup for Wild Card Weekend. Of course, you got um, two games on Saturday, three on Sunday. And one on Monday. And Fox only has one game. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, there's you know, there's six playoff games and they got one. And that's the Eagles game. Wow. Eagles at Tampa, one o'clock Sunday on Fox. Um, the Saturday games 
are, of course, the Raiders at the Bengals. That's an NBC game starting at 430. Mm, that's right and after then, our game. No, 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 no. no, no, Saturday. no that's, that's Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Saturday yeah. Yeah. Then the night game on Saturday is the Patriots at the Bills, and that's a CBS game that begins at 815. So Sunday is Eagles, Bucks, Fox. Then it's 49ers, Cowboys, 430. That's a CBS game. And then the Sunday night game is Steelers at Chiefs, and that's an NBC game. NBC. Then then Monday, Monday is an ESPN game. Yeah. So Fox only has one. Mm. Thought that was surprised. Yeah. I was surprised we didn't have uh, NBC, didn't have the Eagles game. Yeah. That kind of shocked me. So I I guess that's. that's Buck and Aikman, I guess, doing the Eagles game then, right? Yep. They only have one game. Unless they wouldn't give them they give them the week off, would they? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Uh, that's their best crew, so they they go they come with it. So you probably will have now. Would you have Romo do the Patriots Bills on Saturday night, or does he do San Francisco Dallas on Sunday afternoon? I think Romo would, and Nance. I think they would do uh, Saturday. They'd do the night game. Yep. Hmm. So, right. um, yeah, that's what I would be thinking. I mean, no. it, do they have um? Is this is the the Manning cast going? No, I don't think so. Okay, they did the I national championship, it. didn't they? Uh, no, they had like eighteen other alternate broadcasts. They I had saw one. That. I, I I went over to it for like two seconds. Um, it was Jimbo Fisher yeah, and the were Texas A and M staff sitting yep. in like a film room yeah, watching the game and doing you know going back and forth with the coaches clicker and stuff. You know? I saw that I didn't I didn't I couldn't hear it you know because I was like I said I was at Chicken and Pete's. Mm-hmm. But I glanced over and saw it. I'm mean, because he beat uh, Saban. I guess that's why they did it. Mm-hmm. They beat Saban this year, so yeah, probably. And he worked for Saban. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he was the only assistant that ended up beating him until last night. But he did it when he was an assistant. He was an assistant for him at LSU. He wasn't right. an Bama assistant. Right. Now Saban went from LSU to Michigan State, or Michigan State to LSU. Michigan State to LSU. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I know he was Ike Reese's coach. Yeah, Michigan State, right? Yep. Yeah, he he went from Toledo to Michigan State. Right, okay. And then Michigan okay. State to LSU. Now, they're saying on the stream that there is a Manning cast for the playoff game. Oh, there is. That would be great if that's the case. <laughs> um, now, is that that's what NBC? No, it's uh, ESPN. ESPN? Okay. Yeah. Imagine yeah, how much they're making for that, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, because they were supposed to do ten, I guess, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So I they guess they did more than ten, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know that they did do more. They've been the last three weeks, though. I know that. Yeah. So now, did you see um, this other thing here? I thought was kind of interesting. Um, the Los Angeles uh, Rams were apparently taken aback by the crowd noise in their own stadium from Niners fans. 
Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Like well, they, they, they had a hard time. They had a hard time communicating on the field, apparently. Stafford was quoted as saying it was difficult to communicate. And then the coach, um, McVeigh, said that, you know, it caught us off guard, basically, is, is what he said. I'm, I'm just like thinking, like, how does that happen? Where you got you know, like almost 80,000 in that new stadium. You got, a, you got a good team and it's filled with Niners fans. I'll tell you why it happened. It happened because they shouldn't have left San Diego. Well, no, this isn't the Chargers. This is the Rams. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, this is the Rams. In the new Uh, stadium. Right. McVeigh said it did catch us off guard just because of the way that it's been this year. It's been a great, great atmosphere. Great environment. Yesterday was the same thing, but there was a lot of red there. That was definitely a surprise. The attendance was 74,447. That's more than they get at the link. And it appeared as though most were 49ers fans. They made the trek, huh? That is unbelievable. What's that, like four hours away from L.A.? You know, I don't know what the drive is. It's pretty far. They got Um, more passionate fans in the Bay Area. That's insane. Come on, man. You know, it's a Hollywood show when you're dealing with the Rams now. Yeah. It's that Hollywood show. They're like the Lakers now. It's a Hollywood show. Yeah, but when you go to a Laker game, it's not filled with uh, fans of the opposition. Well, you know? Hollywood, yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, man, it's, it's a different type of loyalty. You know, everybody from L.A. wants to look good. They're not necessarily going in to be rabid fans, you know. Right. We we travel rabid fans, you know. We, we, going out, we want to piss people off. We want to holler. Right. You want to take that's, over. We exactly. want to take over. The 49er yeah. fans wanted to take over. The Bay Area wanted to take over L.A. So, I mean, that could happen. Now, LT says uh, he lives in Cali, and the opposing fans always take over in L.A. Well, I always knew they did that since the Chargers moved up there. I knew right. that was always right. a That's case. what I was assuming, yeah. Right, yeah. and it's what you were thinking. But, like, I didn't know that that would be for the Rams because, you know. Now, is it – that fan base, is it really – like, if you look at Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a retirement place. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to really get the fan base to go down there and, you know, be pissed off. Yeah. You know, it's a different type of fan base. You know, the fans are different. Yeah. You know, even when you go to Green Bay, Green Bay, they're not the loud and rowdy fans that you would necessarily have when you go to somewhere like Philly. Philly, you get loud, obnoxious fans. You know, we want we 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 thrive on that as fa- as a fan base. Mm-hmm. You go to places like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's the same play, same way. They they're not really rowdy fans. They're they're okay, you know. What I'm saying, but you can hear. You come in as opposing team, you can kind of hear with that fan base. You know, you mm-hmm. have to tell them to get hype on the sidelines. You don't have to tell Philly fans to get hype unless you're just playing so bad that they're just pissed off at you. Yeah. Now you hear it from the opposite way. Um, you go to Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota used to cheat because they used to pump in crowd noise. Oh yeah, in the uh, old Metrodome. Yeah, 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 that was yeah. a horrible building. Exactly, it was. That was the terrible. worst. The worst. Um, and what was another fan base like? You go to Kansas City. Kansas City is one of the loudest. Places oh yeah, naturally I loud. Yeah. yeah, and that's an old stadium too. I mean, yeah, that was in yeah. early early seventies. That thing was built. So when you go, you know, in the home of the, the Hogarths, it rumbles. Yeah, it rumbles. That's what that's a, a, Big Red does. That. Yep. Chiefs. It's funny when he does it. Uh, you know, what's another bad fan base? When you go to the, Ra- the Ravens, 
Mm-hmm. I, you know, that was probably one of the best places I played in before the game, man. You know, just before the game in Baltimore. Just, yeah, just so I could see Ray Lewis do the squirrel. Oh, yeah. That little dance. Like we would stop what we were doing. Like it didn't matter when they were mm-hmm. calling. You know, when they were when the, they're calling. You know, the starting lineups, and they get to Ray. Like they went to they went to fake field, you know they had the astroturf field. Right. They've had a plot of grass there just so we can go over and pick that grass up, sniff it, and do that little dance. It was like, you know, the other teams would sit back like me. We would sit there, we looking. Oh, I can't wait to see this dance and see how the crowd would react. It would start rumbling from that point on, man. We wanted well, to see it too. Now, do you think <laughs> uh, do you think opposing players were like that when Dawkins would do his entry? Oh yeah. Like oh, the yeah. Weapon X deal and yep, all that? that, that uh, he did all that stuff, man. Yeah, and, yeah. He, you know, it, it, he called it acting the, acting the fool. That's yep. what he used to, that's how he used to describe <laughs> it to me. Yeah, I act in the fool. <laughs> that's funny, man. You know, because Dawkins, when you get to know Dawkins, when you know Dawkins, like mm-hmm. I know Dawkins, you know, because that, you know, that's my friend when he got drafted, you know, that's my boy. Dawkins, when he said he turned in somebody else into Weapon X, Mm-hmm. He literally did yeah. do that. He oh yeah, it was, there was a transformation. There yes. was a transformation. Because no he's he's it. not that type of guy. He's one of those guys that quiet, you know, a little jokey, you know, smile here and there. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's usually like a a focused guy, you know, what I'm saying to himself right. type of guy. But when on the field, he turns into a whole different person. And when he goes to the sideline, he gets back to that hyper focus. Until he gets back on the field and he turns into that guy again, man. Incredible watching him, you know, grow as a um, as a player throughout my career, man. Incredible. Um, the Browns fully expect Mayfield to be their quarterback. Yeah, they owe eighteen and, and a half rebound. million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they can't do anything with him now. Nobody's going to trade for him. Who wants him? He finished 27th in the league in QBR in this season. <laughs> He'll say because he was hurt. Yeah, right, right. Because he, I guess, didn't he, did he already have some surgery or something? Yeah, he already had it. Yeah. He just had it, you know, this weekend, yep. Right. Was it a shoulder? It yep, the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I saw something where, like, Carson Wentz's QBR – in that game against Jacksonville was like less than five. What? That's not yeah. possible. Come yeah. on, man. I'm telling you. I got it right here. Hold up. Paul Hembakitis at Paul Hembo. He's the stat guy up at ESPN. He tweeted, a perfect QBR is 100. Average is 50. In a play-in game against the worst team in football, Carson Wentz posted a QBR of 4.4. How is that possible, man? I don't know. I don't know how they figured this stuff. I'm just telling you what it what he says. 4.4. Yeah. Wow. That's ridiculous. Look, look at it, man. The, the stream knows. Wow. How is that possible, man? Yeah. Well, now, do you think that you really think they're going to bring that back? Who? Bring him back. Bring Wentz back? Yes. Yeah, what else are they going to do? Dude. He has two more years left on his contract also. Is that is that right? Two so more? How 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 do you how do you bring that back, man? When he's good, he's great. 
when he's average, he's so bad, man. Yeah. He holds the ball too long. Offensive yep. line, we hate guys like that, man. Takes sacks. Yeah, man. Can't do that. I mean, not that I'm obsessed with Carson Wentz, but, I mean, since you asked, if you'll just look, if you didn't watch him play any of the games and you just looked at his numbers, you'd be like, oh, it's pretty good. Right. You know, he was 62.4% completion. Okay. 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. <laughs> you know, and his rating was 94.6. His season QBR was 54.4. So that's just above average. Remember, the QBR is 50 is average. So that's about right. Smoking mirrors, man. That's definitely smoking mirrors. <laughs> tone, that's that's the, you wrong for that tone. What, Carson Wentz is just like now? today's technology. The moment what? you need it, <laughs> the most, the most they both fail on you. They fail, you're right. they fail you. They fail yes. on you every single time, man. They yeah, fail exactly. On you every single time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh I'm my gonna, goodness. I want to check this out. Uh, T. Y. Hilton's Twitter. Uh-huh. He's apparently liking some certain tweets. And maybe this is uh he might be taking shots at his quarterback, and I love that kind of stuff. You love the the, the roar of the crowd. Yep. I love stirring it up. <laughs> um the mob, they call it the mob. Yeah. Um let me see. There's nothing here. Oh, okay, there's a meme. I mean, what the F are we doing in Indy? Darius Butler tweets, and he must have liked that. D-Butt. Darius Butler is great. He's on the um, the Pat McAfee show once a week, too. He's a good guest. Uh, I'm trying to find if there's anything real. Oh, <laughs> there's one with Andrew Luck's picture in here. And with some sort of soup, like one of those Marvel kind of characters uh-huh. lay, laying in bed looking at their iPad and it's a photo of Andrew Luck and it says mood. And that's Darius <laughs> Butler. And he liked that tweet. <laughs> so maybe they bring, uh, maybe Andrew Luck comes out of retirement to save the day. Well, he, he was, uh, he was on last night with RG three, you know, they're from the same draft class. Oh yeah. One now what, what broadcast were they on? Uh, they were the ESPN broadcast. The, the main, the main one, yep. what pregame? Yep. It was yeah. Do you know the buildup for the game? I don't watch any of that stuff. Yeah, I I watched a lot of it. I just kept it on the channel. You know, almost like ambient noise, right? And uh, you know, listening to it halfway, listening to it and, and watching it um, same time. And him, he came up. You know, since those two are tied together. Um, I also watched a little bit about um. They had a the college football Hall of Fame inductees. Uh-huh. Like Roy Williams was in it. You know, guys like that. The wide receiver Roy Williams. No, the uh, the safety. Oh, the safety. Okay. Yeah, the safety Roy Williams. Okay. That's right. There was two Roy Williams. Yeah. There, he there went was to Detroit, team. right? Uh, I think so. Out of Texas? Texas. Was he, Texas? he was a yeah. Texas guy. Yeah. I was in that college football Hall of Fame. It's pretty cool. Okay. You ever go down there in Atlanta? No, I haven't been there before. Yeah. When we were down there for Super Bowl Radio Row, uh, me and Mike Gill went over there for about two hours in the <laughs> afternoon. I bet that out. was enjoyable, man. It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Shander came with us. I think he was out on that. But we went over there. That's it, yeah. It's worth seeing. 
Right, right. You know, especially you being a college guy. Well, you know, um, the the safety from Dallas, you know, Roy Williams, he was saying that um, a lot of the rules that they have from targeting mm. stem from him. You know, so they asked him, could you think, do you think he could play? Right. And, well, isn't he the one that horse collared T.O.? Exactly. And, and they called that, that was, that was the beginning of the horse collar, wasn't it? Yep. He started yeah. that right there. Right. Yep. Yeah. He was an Oklahoma guy, wasn't he? Yep, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. He was good, man. He was slow as pond water, so I didn't understand how he made so many plays, man. He was slow, man, but he would always be Just there. To must make a be play, in the man. right spot, man. Instinctual, knows how to watch film, knows yeah. where to be. Yeah, yeah. But you could have been in Oklahoma sooner. Wow. If only they would have let you play basketball. <laughs> um, saying, saying, who was the best slow player? Hmm. What, the, the stream? Sport? Yeah. The best know. slow player? Yeah, the best slow player. I don't know about that. I don't know who you would say. You know what? You know, I got it. Who? The best slow player of all time. What position? Which receiver? Oh. Who would that Heinz Ward. Oh, he's, he was slow? Heinz Ward was slow as pond water. Well, he was a quarterback in uh, coming into Georgia, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, Georgia, yeah. He was yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. He didn't have any ACLs. He doesn't have yeah, ACLs. Yeah, right. I heard that. He ripped him when he was young, and his parents just couldn't. His mom couldn't afford to get him uh, reconstructed. So his, his body, you know. Just adjusted. It, yeah. It, without playing with them. Tony Bruno doesn't have any ACLs either. <laughs> I can imagine he uh, he didn't have a lot of stuff. I yeah, he's missing he's missing quite a few parts. But uh, yeah, the ACL he's, he's he doesn't have any ACLs. Hair, I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't have any ACLs, hair. Yeah, <laughs> should see me ski, hair. <laughs> I love it when he used to compare like himself and his experience with no ACL to like to like a professional athlete football player tearing his acl i'm like dude dude are you serious like you're going to actually compare the fact that you went skiing you know and probably you know just slowly going down this you know <laughs> this flattish mountain as to a world-class world athlete playing football like seriously and i can see him being so serious about it <laughs> yeah he was totally he was totally pissed off with me <laughs> What do you think? I, yeah. You, you. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> he totally outraged. <laughs> Can't believe you, huh? <laughs> and he have what's her name uh, coming in and and Miss Robin. Yeah, Miss Robin. He had yeah. Miss Robins come over and co-sign with him. Ms. Right, right. Well, no, she she would be busy trying to go comb through all his photos to find a picture of him skiing, like in Park City or something. There, there I am on the slopes. <laughs> Oh my goodness! The Black is, Diamond he, Hill, half. Huh? He is the worth the he's worth the price of admission, oh, man. Totally. He is worth the price of admission. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. My oh my! Oh, I wish we had a game Thursday night. You know, me too, man. You know what I mean? Me too, man. Me too. Yeah. Now, ninety-one. We're, we're done, man. Is, we're done with football after this, man. If they lose, yeah. <laughs> ninety-one LSXers up here. Um, he put up. I saw it back here, and I want to know where he got this from, because it's, it's kind of it's kind of amazing. 
we were talking about you were talking about Jacksonville area or something being like a retirement area. Uh-huh. 91 LSX is put in here somewhere that I'm a Ponavidra guy. And I want to know where he got that from because I'm actually staying there next month. What is that? Ponavidra, Florida. It's not far from Jacksonville. So you going it's out like to play on golf? The, on the coast. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to like is he tapped into my emails or something? Like, am I being <laughs> spied upon in my own house? How the hell does he know that? So you are? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he says, I mentioned it a few times before. I don't remember mentioning Pontevedra. We just booked the trip yesterday. <laughs> I don't understand. How is that possible? You just booked it yesterday. He's talking just about it Just booked it yesterday. In fact, I just got the text from my wife that it's all, like, it's all done. Made wow. hotel reservate, but 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 it's all done. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to book a um I'm trying to book a a, a trip to one of those um those all inclusive you know like you know bungalows on on top of the water. Yeah. You know, I, I, oh I, yeah, I, where where it's like elevated over the water and you like yeah, live out. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want in the wanna, Caribbean somewhere. Yeah, somewhere, right? man. I'm yeah. I'm I'm it, I think over in um. Over around, you know, uh, the Philippines or some somewhere. In that oh, area. you're going over there. Yes, like somewhere in the area right wow. there. Wow. So I want to go there, and I want to. I want one like of those. Thailand or something. Yeah, I want it over the water, man. I yeah. want to have it right over the water on the island, over the water. I want, you know, I can eat, drink. Like I could see you in everything. Bali. You and yeah, Bali. Bali. You and yeah, Bali. Bali. You and Baldy yeah. go to Bali. <laughs> right. That's how I want to go to those places, and yeah. I'm gonna book one. Bora Bora Bora, yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about Bora Bora. Daryl, I'm finding says. somewhere like that, and I'm going, bro, and I'm yeah. going, and I'm going to spend a seven days there, uh-huh. and all I'm going to do eat, drink, and fish. There you non-stop. go, nonstop. Ash non-stop. says you go to the Maldives. Maldives, the Maldives. Oh, yep, yep. Yeah. Maldives, yep. That's a good one. And and fishing. No, I'm not going to hedonism. I've been there before in, in Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 ninety stuff. Bro, I went That's to out I, I went to hedonism dog. I, I did a, an appearance, and mm-hmm. I go there. So it's it's a um, you know you can walk around nude if you want to. Mm. And I'm sitting at, at at breakfast at dinner, and it's like a, a, a dual level. I'm sitting down here, mm-hmm. me and wife are sitting down here, and then up a high level there, there's right. another, and there's a place where people are sitting there, and they can eat right there. Right. So I'm eating my breakfast in the morning, and I actually I turn around like this, dude. And when mm-hmm. I turn around. <laughs> Nuts in my face, man. Dude had nuts about this long, bro. Oh my god, did we? Yeah, need that's to about know this? twelve. Yes, like twelve inches long. I'm like, yo, dog, his nuts, not his Johns, but his nuts, Stop. his sack, man. So I'm like, Stop. hey, I'm like, dude, could you put them away? Oh, my apologies, mate. I was like from Australia or something. My apologies, to, mate. I need to throw a flag on you <laughs> right, right now. Man. He's got his legs crossed, dog, oh. with his balls sitting, his scrotum sitting. I'm like, dude, could you put those away while I'm eating, bro? You know what I'm saying? Come on. Oh, my apologies, mate. You know what I'm saying? What the my, hell, dog? My apologies, mate. Yeah, I'm up to Oh, shit. Like, yo, dog, come on, man. <laughs> you know, bro, I'm trying to, you know, enjoy my eggs, bacon, you know, and oh. you're sitting like that, bro. Come on, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying? What a way to end the show. <laughs> right. Jeez. That was a way to end my damn uh, vacation over there, you know if it wasn't free, man, I'd have been pissed. Wow. Oh, it was yeah, free. Bro. Yeah, it was free. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
But, dog, how do you have 12-inch nuts, dog? Well, I don't you know. know. I, I can't speak to that, Barrett. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I'm not I'm not an expert in that field. <laughs> I try to stay in my lane over here. 91 LSX just says, I mentioned it like two years ago. He remembered that. <laughs> like, this is just an insanity. I, it was probably an offhanded comment two years ago, and he remembered it. Right. <laughs> just incredible. All right. On that note, we're on those D's nuts. We're going to be out of here on this. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget about Krause's Coats event uh, tonight in Pittman, New Jersey. And we got Cilio today at four. We'll be back tomorrow at 11. Out. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coachette, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coachette here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. 